What's up, Duke fans? Welcome to the Devil's Den podcast. I'm your host, Josh Smith, joined by my co-hosts, Raul and Shu. Um, you know, for this one, this is our 25th episode, kind of as us three kind of reviving the Devil's Den pod. So we thought we'd kind of come in and do a little bit of a fun one. Um, obviously, with it being K's last year, we thought we'd kind of do a top 25 uh, for, for Duke players under K, kind of like the NBA top 75. Uh, but just to make it a little bit interesting, we figured we would do this kind of like draft style. So we're going to kind of snake it. We each have got a big board of our top 25. And so we're going to kind of come together, create a consensus here. Um, for the most part, I think we're probably going to have a lot of like of the same names, but I think the way we've ranked them and ordered them might be a little bit different. So it should be kind of interesting. Um, I've pulled the order up for this and it's going to go Raul and then it'll go to shoe and then I'll finish out with the snake and take three and four and we'll loop back across. Um, so yeah, I guess, uh, I'll give it to you, Raul first, who you got number one on your big board. So for me, this is a no brainer. I think you have to go Christian Leitner to me. He's the Duke goat and arguably the best college basketball player in history. When you look at all his accomplishments, I don't know if you guys would have picked someone else. I think feel like the majority of Duke fans would go with Leitner. Now Leitner is my number one too. Yep. Yep. Um, so for number two uh, on my board, um, I went with JJ uh, finished as the uh, all-time scoring leader in Duke history. Um, at one point was the ACC's all-time scoring leader. Um, so yeah, national player of the year. Got the jersey uh, hanging up in Cameron. So, yep, that's my picket, too. Nice, nice. Um, I had JJ at four on mine, so I guess I'll go ahead and do my two and three uh, here as the snake. So I'll go Grant, and then I'll take Zion. Just go ahead and get those two off the board. Go Grant at three, Zion at four, and then uh, back to you, Shu. Um, okay, so you went Grant and Zion. All right, that's a little further down my list, but – um. I'll go with my next guy. That's uh, that's Jay Williams. You know, played three years, National Player of the Year, won a national championship. Believe he still holds the record for most points in a single season, um, unless Zion broke that, which I might have to check that. But at one point, I think he had like 900 points in that junior year. So um, I'm going to go with Jay Will. Yeah, regarding Jay Will, he only played three years. He was eighth in points, fourth in assists, and fifth in steals in just three seasons. So you, so you think about if he had stayed four years, he might be first in all those categories. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Um, it's funny that I'm up next, right? Yep. Yeah, so it's funny that uh, you guys haven't picked Shane Battier yet. That was actually my number two. Um, you know, best defender in Duke history, fifth in blocks, second in steals, national champion, um, two final fours. So I thought, you know, that it was a toss up for me between Shane and Grant. Grant is the most well-rounded player in Duke history. I think when you look at defense, offense, passing, all that stuff, rebounding, but yeah. So Shane would be up for me. Nice. Yeah. I had Shane at six on mine too. And I guess before, uh, she pick again, I, I probably should have said this at the jump. 
So the way we did it, we didn't put any qualifiers on this, but we are kind of trying to base it strictly off what they did at Duke. We're not really trying to take it and look at NBA stuff. Um, so there's probably not going to be a ton of one and dones other than probably just the big names. Is that pretty fair to say? Yeah. You yeah. yeah that was, it was interesting it. to me that you took Zion that high. Yeah. I had um, to go with reason. Zion. Yeah. Just I mean, he has one of the greatest single seasons ever possibly the greatest in Duke history, just on an individual level. But mm. when you look at the whole career, it's like he can't compete because one year versus four. He's one of the very few. I think I only have three one and done on my list. So, yeah. He's, right. Yeah, that's he's the there. Biggie versus Tupac to me. Like, Biggie had two great albums. Tupac's got a bunch. So, I mean, Biggie's that's hit. Biggie's yeah, hit. I mean, look, well, let's save that for another pod. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, sorry, did I have pick seven as well? Is nope. That, nope. So, no. you. You got Batty at six. Right, then, right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, so next for me would be Hurley. Mm. Um, best pure point guard in Duke history. Most assists in the NCAA history. I'm interested to see if that's ever broken. Um, you know, it could be, but it'd be by like a mid-major player, I would think. Um, somebody who's just not going to be an NBA prospect and would stay all four years and put up huge numbers at like a smaller school. Yep. Yeah, but Hurley also played in a ton of NCAA tournament games. Right, too, that's that, true. That's true. That gave him extra, you know. So mid-major guy might not get. He also all had those sixteen names. in a game. So if you're putting up stuff <laughs> anywhere near that, then you know that's yeah. still our record, I think, too. Yeah. In a game. And the pace too. We uh, college basketball just played a lot faster back then. So yep. that's another yeah. factor. Not as many ball handlers on the floor too. So you right. usually had kind of one guy do it. Yep. Um, shoot. Um, well, I guess I would go. I had him. This is what the eighth pick. Mm-hmm. So I had this guy uh, slotted in my fifth spot, but um, you know the lefty that started it all, Johnny Dawkins. Yep. You know, That's my fifth spot as well. Yeah, you got to go with him, right? He's kind of the the OG for sure. Second leading scorer. Yep. Um. So I guess that puts it to me, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So at number nine, this is about kind of where I had him. I had him at seventh on my board. Um. Maybe a little high for some people. It kind of gets a little bit forgotten. But I went Danny Ferry, you know, 58 in a game. Um, he was kind of that guy. Like Dawkins gets the credit for being like the first guy. Ferry to me was the guy in between, right? Just like really, really good. But kind of his end, the climax of his career was kind of like at the, like when K's really started to take off, right? Like as soon as he gets out and then I think Leitner and him overlapped for like a year or so there. And then right after that, we kind of take off. Um, I think he kind of gets a little bit left out. So I'll go ahead and take Ferry at nine and then 10 um, on mine. I guess I'll just go ahead and stick with it. Um, I got Elton Brand at 10 on mine. Only played two years, but was just extremely dominant and played on that 99 team. Uh, come back to one player of the year, um, you know, number one pick. So I'll go ahead and take out and off the board. So that's Ferry at nine and Brand at 10, and then it's on you, Shoe. All right. Well, um, you know, my first nine were guys that have their jerseys hanging. So I'm going to go with the guy that, uh, that's got his name up there immortalized, and that was Sheldon Williams, the landlord, um, you know, National Defensive Player of the Year t- two times in a row, first team All-American, most blocks, most rebounds, you know, just did it all as a player. Yep. I had him 11 on mine too. I had uh, Sheldon at seven, so I'm really mm-hmm. high on nice. him. I think he's really underrated. Like I think that him and JJ 
would be, I mean, JJ's already viewed very highly, but I think Sheldon be viewed a lot more highly had they won a title. You know, that's yeah. the big knock against them. And the yeah. fact that they only even got to the final four as sophomores and then they didn't get back when they were the guys on the team, you know? Yeah, especially that 2006 team. Like, mm. they were both first team All Americans, uh, preseason number one, like, <sighs> started 14 and 0 in the ACC. Yeah. Yeah, they win in 06, and those guys are probably because they're both kind of viewed consensus top 10 together. Right. And so you put them with the title, then you're probably putting JJ in that two, three slot consensusly. Sheldon's probably moving up to that seven or eight. And then, yeah, for sure. I love that 06 team. Um, I think you got another one, right, Roll? That was my pick. So so, I'm up, and I got two. Uh, So. Uh, maybe this is this might be a bit high for some. I don't know how people feel, but the guy who I think is left on the board who has the biggest argument for getting his jersey retired, Kyle Singler. Yep. Um, and I think it already should have happened. Fourth in points, seventh in rebounds, stayed all four years, won a title, was really great from his freshman season on. Um, you know, that's just something we're not going to see again. Uh, really, the last guy who arguably fit that mold is Grayson Allen, and I don't think he's on the level of Singler as for a whole career. No. Um, so yeah, Singler for me, and and then, I think too, just to jump on the Singler thing because I I agree if we're petitioning for I think and I think I was talking to Shu about this before you jumped in. Um, to me, he's a guy that if we could look at this in hindsight his jersey would be retired, right? Like if in 2010, we knew that like, hey, in 2016, 17, 18, we're going to be this kind of factory almost. And like this, we're not going to get back to these kind of guys. I think we would have seen, let's go ahead and and do, like if a guy does that now for us, we got to hang it, right? Like if someone comes through and does this, like if a- a I mean, I thought Grayson had the opportunity, you know, with his juniors, because that sophomore year of his was a really a breakout. Right. He had the trajectory for sure. Yeah, to do yeah. it for sure. Yeah. Luke Kennard had or the trajectory Luke Kennard too. If, yeah, yeah. yeah. he, he all just four stuck. years. Yeah, maybe um, even three. Uh, so it gets a little tougher here. I thought, um, mm-hmm. like this is kind of like when you leave the territory of kind of legends and you get into some of the more like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went with Allery. Um, Mark Allery, simply because he was the second leading scorer on our first dominant team. Um, and he, I think he finished with over 2,000 points. So seventh all-time in points, I believe. Yep. Um, so yeah, not a guy that a lot of people talk about or think about simply because it was just so long ago. And that was before, you know, Duke really hit the national stage around 1990, you know, with uh, Hurley and Leitner. Before that, of course, people, you know, they were on the rise, but their popularity wasn't quite at the same level. So I don't think people really remember Allery, um, even if they were alive and watching basketball at that time. So, yeah, Mark Allery with that next pick. I think it's a little bit different order, but my big board 13 are gone and we're on the 13th or 14th pick. So, yeah, shaping up pretty nice. Shu, who you got? This is pick 14. Um, Yep. Okay. Uh, well, then uh, this was my 13th pick on my board, um, the Alaskan Assassin, Trajan Langdon. Um, that might be high on your guys' list, but Trajan was a two-time All-American. Um, he was a 
three times first team all ACC. So, mm. you know, like you said, kind of having to figure them out here, but, you know, just a couple of different differences it, between the players. You definitely get in the weeds uh, yeah. in here. I mean, I didn't even have Langdon on my big board, and I, I'm looking at it now, kind of figuring out why, and I think it's probably just because of how traumatized that team <laughs> did for me as a kid, right? Like, I don't think it was in middle school or something, 99, 98. I mean, he's the second best shooter in Duke history, right? Yeah. I would say. I would when say, you look yeah. at volume and percentage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he'd be like the perfect guard now if he was coming mm-hmm. out, right? Like, he'd be exactly what you would want. Um, yeah, so good one. So, I got uh, 15 and 16. Um, this is kind of a little cop-out because I didn't know how to separate them. So, I'm just going <laughs> to take the the 2010 Duke backcourt and go Shire and, and Smith here. So, I'll go okay, to John but and Nolan. clarify, which one's first? Oh, John's first. I got to go Okay, first, all right. Yeah, all right. John, a lot of people might not know. John's top 10 in Duke scoring all time. Yep. Right? He's right at 10, but he's, he's top 10. Um, and then no one, obviously no one to me, I think you could maybe, you know, I could see him lower on this, um, but winning the title. And then in 2011, what he done just as an ACC player of the year could have won national player of the year. I think that was Jimmer's year. That, that was Jimmer's year. Yeah. Of volume, but yeah. if you looked at competition and just everything else, no one had a great argument. Um, so I'll take the, the 2010 backcourt there. Also in terms of what he did for Duke culture. Yes. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, you know, the rise of Duke Blue Planet and just kind of branding Duke as something cool and appealing again, you know, and he, he really led to our recruiting boom that we're still seeing now. So yep. I think for yeah. that alone, you kind of have to put him up there. I think he was like uh, three sl- spots lower for me, but not too far off. So, yeah, I mean, I had him uh, 16th, but. Um, and I didn't even take into account, you know, like you said, Roel, we do owe Nolan um, a lot of credit for the the recruiting boom that we've had. Um, he was the the people's champ, you know, that's what we knew him as on on those early DBP videos. So, um, yeah, shouts to Nolan. I, I was just wanting to get, you know, a clarification from Smitty who he had because, you know, John and Nolan have that yeah, real competitive thing. So if, if either of them actually listen to this, then, you know, one of them's going to be a little upset with you. Well, but. and I'll give it to John too. Just no one probably had the higher kind of like year climax with, with the yeah. 20, but John yeah. was just, it took no one, you know, those first two years, sure. it really kind of took him a little bit. John was pretty good from I mean, the get go. Um, I think John six averaged, man of the year, I think, didn't he with his sophomore year or something? Yeah. Like and that. he averaged, averaged double figures, I think all four years, right? 10 yeah. points or more all four years. So, yeah. um, all right. Well, my pick, what number are we on? 17, 17. I'll go, uh, let me go with Sewell. Okay. Sewell was a, you know, 2000 ACC player of the year, first team All-American. Um, I love Sewell. I loved watching him play. I think that, you know, that was my my high school days, but um, just a kind of Swiss Army knife does does a little bit of everything for you. Yep. I had him on my, I had him 25th on mine, but yeah, big Sewell guy. Okay. A little low probably, but. So I'm up, right? Yep. You got two. two. Okay. Nice. Um, I'm going to go with. A guy who I think is maybe a little bit slept on on this list, um, Chris Duhon. Wow. Ooh, okay. Second in assist, first in steals. Um, had a little rough of uh, kind of middle of his career. I believe his junior year, he just wasn't really very good, but came on really strong as a senior. Never a big scorer, but amazing defender. 
you know, amazing playmaker, um, you know, won a title with us. Um, and then also took us back to the final four as a senior. So, and was one point from, you know, probably winning the title. We probably beat Georgia tech if we, uh, Oh, we'd murder Georgia Tech. Yeah. Just sitting there with Luke Shinsker, that big dude. They had, I was wanting. Yeah, Jerry Jack. Will Bynum or Jerry yeah. Jack was. In, yeah, we'd I already beat them that year. So, yeah. and they weren't they weren't a very high seed, right? They no, were like five I don't think so. or something, yeah. maybe. Yeah, it was kind of a fluke run. And then I remember UConn came out, and that game was over within five minutes immediately. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Georgia Tech made it fake close later. They started hitting a bunch of threes, but there was no chance. I want to say Duhan, too. I, I'd have to look it up. Don't quote it. But I want to say Duhan might have played on the number one defense like three out of his four years. Like from Ken yep. Palm's like number one defense, like 01, 02, and 04. Might have all been the number one defense. If not, it was at least top two or three. And, Raul, you mentioned that his junior year, would that that been the first year without Jay Will, right? Yep. Yeah, that so was Dante kinda, Jones. Him, yeah, so he was going to have to kind of shoulder more of that, you know, lead guard role. Yeah, that year. So okay, JJ's freshman year. Okay, um, so did you pick two, or is that just? Oh one no, yeah, I've got I got to pick one more. So, um, I'm going to go with another guy on that same team, uh, the 2001 team. Well, 2002 as well. Uh, Mike Dunleavy. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm sure if you look at his total points and accomplishments, he's not that high up on the boards because uh, you know he only stayed three years, and I don't think he was a super huge scorer as a freshman. Um, but when I think back to some of those uh, big Duke games during that era, he factors in my mind, like that Arizona game, you know, the the championship game. He hits three threes in a row from the left wing there, you know, and arguably is the biggest factor in us winning that game. So, well, Battier, I guess you could say, but um, yeah. So that swing that he had, I mean, it was like yeah, a right. personal 10-0 run and we stretched it to double digits and that that's it. We never looked back. I mean, that was exactly, that. exactly. So yeah, Dunleavy probably doesn't have the quantity of stats, but just really good player, a classic Duke kind of stretch three, four. Yeah. I mean, I'm just pulled his stats just because I was curious to look. I mean, you know, sophomore is like almost 13 and six, um, yeah. 13, six and two. Obviously, that junior year was beastly. What's really weird is I did not expect to see this. He's a career 69% free throw shooter. Hmm. He yeah. didn't shoot over 70% yeah. except for as yeah. a freshman. Um, that's really, really weird considering he was a. 38% three-point shooter, but, you know, what are you going to do? Mid-2000s, early-2000s basketball for you? Yeah, I mean, I didn't have Dunleavy on my board at all, which saddens me because he was the reason I changed my number in high school from 24 to 34. I mean, I, I love Mike D. Um, yeah. So what pick was – what numbers was that? That was 18 and 19, so you got 20. Oh, Okay. Um, I guess I'll just go by my board. I had this guy 17th, um, just my second one and done, but big jaw, um, ACC player of the year, first team, all, all ACC, first team, all American, won a national championship. Uh, I think he was the first freshman in ACC history to win ACC player of the year. So I'm going to give him the nod. 
Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, now I'm starting to get a little upset because now that means two of the guys on my board aren't even going to make our list, which kind of sucks. I didn't even have Ja on mine. Um, I probably should have put him on there, but I went with one person from that team. But yeah, Ja was a beast, man. Ja was a beast. I think it sours on what happened to him professionally too, right? And I know we're not taking that into account, but yeah. it's hard not to when you know he just kind of. And I feel like he was a better. He was better in the regular season than he was in the tournament too. So that's another factor for me. Like, I don't feel like he was really instrumental to our title run in the same way that, you know, obviously he is instrumental because we don't get to that place. We don't have a high seed if we don't have job, but right. You know, he carried us through a lot of those February games, but when it came down the stretch there, it was a Tyus and justice. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so that puts it at 21 for me. All right. So I will do, um, I guess my other, my second of, I only had three one and dones on mine. So I'll do my second one from that same team. I'm going to go RJ and that's probably a little controversial and hot takey, but to me, you know, you look at the raw stats. I know the efficiency is probably not is not. I don't probably know it's not there. Um, <laughs> but you look at a guy who's averaging over twenty, right? Like double digits every night. Didn't miss a game. Had a triple double, and I think he was the at the time the fourth person in Duke history. And then Wendell had one last this past year, so I think he became the fifth. Um, but before RJ had done it, the last guy was Sheldon Williams who had done that. Um, and, and, you know, I, I just love the guy, right? Just he, he competed. Um, you know, I, I'd like him to shoot a little bit better too, but, you know, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. But when I'm looking at RJ on that year and it's like, it wasn't him to me, right? Like that dude showed up. He wanted to play, showed up every night. So um, big RJ guy, the Canadian guy too, a little maple for you. And then I guess that's, that gives me 21 at 22. Um I'm going to take booze, big booze at uh at 22 there. So that puts what well, that's four guys. Is that the entire starting five that we have basically from the 01 team now? All made the list. Jay Will, Battier, so. Dunleavy, yeah. Duhan, and now booze. Um, Just depends on what part of the year you're talking about because we switched it up yeah, a little bit. Nate, Nate jumped in right. there for a little bit. Um, yeah, and it's kind of the same as Dunleavy. I, I think Boozer is Sanders is not making list. Yeah, yeah, Sanders is, you know, Horvath, honorable, honorable mention. mention. Yeah, well, we Melchioni coming up there. Um, yeah, you know, Booze, what he, it was, it broke his foot, right? Is that what yeah. it was? Broke yeah. his foot and as a sophomore, um, came back. That class, though, that whole, like, trio of Jay Will, Dunleavy, and Boozer are just one of my favorite classes ever. Um, well, Boozer all, was all ridiculously guys. efficient, too. I think yeah. he shot, like, 66% from the field. Which nobody else really did again on that volume until until Ja. Yep. Like that was our next big who shot that well. Yep. And was over sixty percent all three years. Right. Um, but yeah, sixty six as a as a junior. Um, you know, eighteen and nine. It's hard to hard to argue that. But you know, maybe would would have liked to kind of get that little follow up there. You know, to beat Indiana, but. What are you gonna do? Uh, so shoe that puts you at. Pick 23. Oh man, that's tough because I've got I've got like four or five guys that we haven't mentioned that's on my board. So I'm actually gonna do something and skip my 19th guy and go with my 20th guy because I just want to make sure he gets on this list. 
And that's, uh, that's Grayson. I mean, mm. Grayson stayed all four years, was an all American, you know, that sophomore year we talked about had a, uh, had a really breakout season, um, was four point shy of 2000 career points. Um, I think he's 12th on the all time list. Um, you know, and, and, and really I thought had a chance at a national player of the year type year, a senior year. Um, but he also shared a spotlight with some other good good players uh, on his own team. So, yeah, obviously you have the Wisconsin game moment, so that's one thing. And then, uh, and then he has that shot rim out against Kansas. Imagine if he makes that; like that probably puts him five spots higher up the list. Just that one shot. Sure. And he had some big games. I think Josh, where you and I at the uh, brewery when the when he went off on Michigan State and the. Uh, I don't remember if it was a state farm or if it was the big 10 challenge, but he had like 38 points or something, yeah. 37. That was early on that senior year. Um, yeah. And he had that one against, uh, um, I guess that was his junior year, UNLV out there in Vegas when we played yeah. them, he had the big hammer. The, the, dunk. Yeah. yeah it, he had some moments, man, you know, game was a sophomore for sure. Game yeah. The game with Virginia. Virginia. Yep. 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 Um, yeah, it sucks, man, because after that sophomore year, so you had that freshman, that sophomore, and it just seemed like we were going to, he was just going to be the guy. And then junior year just didn't really. Didn't but it really also coincides out. when we started getting like just pure studs, you know, because he played with Tatum and then Luke emerged that, you know, in that, in his junior year and then his senior year, he's playing with, with Marvin and, and those guys. So, you know, he, just kind of had to share some of the spotlight, I guess. That was the year, though, where he should have just kind of took a little bit more ownership, I thought, though, that senior sure. year, right? Like, yeah. he should have just kind of said, this is my team, you know, Duval, just take a seat. You know, like, this is, I got <laughs> yeah. this. Because um, we were at our best when he did that. Did sure, think, but, yeah. You know. Um, yeah, all right. So, uh, I guess this is Raul to finish us out, right? The final two picks. Yep, and I got to choose between five players so this is gonna be <laughs> tough um i think i'm gonna have to go with i gotta put quinn cook on the list i'm gonna feel just too bad leaving him off um arguably some people below him have a better argument but it's like the nolan argument right it's the same thing in terms of keeping the culture alive um just his leadership that he showed in his senior year and just the the kind of massive popularity he has, you know, in the NBA, on the AAU circuits, all that stuff, I think has been really important for Duke. And then he was a damn good player, too. You know, he was efficient from the moment he came in. People don't remember that because he didn't play very much as a freshman, but he had like a three-to-one assist-to-turnover ratio. Sophomore year, he comes out, and it's just great. Fantastic. On, like, awesome yeah. Was he all? All ACC is I think third team All ACC yeah, yeah. is a sophomore. Yeah, he, he won like, the uh, the what tournament? The Atlantis, like the MOP. We beat. Yeah, we, we, beat, think we beat we beat Louisville down there. Yeah. yeah. So Peyton Siva, Russ Smith, and he was dominant. I mean, yeah. Ohio State too, and Cameron yep. that year. Yep. Yeah, he was really good in uh, Atlantis against uh, Shaka Smart's team there too. I yeah, BCU, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. He broke the press a few times yep. and hit like a ridiculous runner and. Um, yeah, just a great sophomore season. I think he got a little bit misused his junior season. That kind of annoyed me, to be honest, because I was such a big fan of his. And then kind of taking him off the ball never made sense to me. Um, but then his senior year, he was still off the ball, but for a much better reason. 
And uh, I think that's going to be my next pick, actually. Mm. Nice segue. Mm. Uh, Tyus Jones. There you go. Um, arguably the clutchest individual season in Duke basketball history. Like, I know people say Leitner is the clutchest player of all time, right, um, in Duke history. But when you think about Leitner's clutch moments, they're spread over four years. And Tyus had, like, five or six within one season. <laughs> if you just look at what he did in the last two minutes of every game, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, the Virgin- I the Virginia shot, the Carolina comeback, obviously the Wisconsin shot, and then yep. the finals. The so, St. Yeah. John's in the in the garden to get yeah. 1K, right? He was just dominant toward down the stretch. Um, had to hit the big three in the corner. Yeah, a lot of a lot of big ties moments, big stones. That was tough though, because I really felt like I should have put. So uh, who did? Yeah, who did you guys get left off your list? Roll. Um. So I had Tommy Amaker. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, first great Duke point guard, uh, surprisingly high in steals and assists, uh, third in both. Where, where, what, where'd you have him on your board? Uh, like right after Tyus there. So, okay. Um, and then, and then the last couple I just wasn't really sure about, but I had uh, Quinn Snyder, Mason Plumley, and then I had Grayson 25th. So I'm glad that Grayson actually got picked, but. You know, Mason's top five in two cat- categories, uh, fourth and blocks and fourth and rebounds. Snyder, it's like, I don't know how good he actually was, but he kind of bridged the gap between Amaker and Hurley. So felt like I should give him some love. And then I've got a whole bunch of honorable mentions too, but uh, what about you guys? Um, for me, the only ones that I had Amaker at 22, Mason at 23, um, the one that I had on mine that I was a little surprised that didn't get mentioned was I had Wojo at 24, you know, just if you're looking at steals and assists and just kind of being one of those, you know, face of the program kind of guys. Um, and then the other one that I had on there, and I don't, like I said, I'm not saying this out of either. I'm fine that he didn't make the list, but when you're just looking at, you know, seasons and what guys were able to do, I had Bagley on mine. Um Yep. You know, defensively, there were a lot of issues, right? But I mean, I think he averaged like 23 and 12 or 22 and 11 or just yeah. something outrageous. They basically coined the the second hop double jump thing off a of hint, right? He's just pogo sticking around over there. Um, so I had him on there, you know, I, I'm, I'm okay either way that, that it, that it went, but, uh, yeah, I didn't have Grayson on mine, um, or Quinn or Tyus actually, but they were on my honorable mentions there. So good to see them making it though. Yeah, so I I had the three that didn't make it. I had uh, Amaker, Mason Plumley, and Bagley. So I think we all kind of hit the same things. I didn't have Tyus on my list. Um, nothing against Tyus. I just you know when you're when you're picking top twenty five players in the K air, I kind of went by all Americans. You know we've got a lot of all Americans, and that was kind of how I started it. If you made an all American team. Then I considered, you know, putting your name on the list. Yeah, that's fair. To me, um, it's like one and done was such a big part of the last 10 years that I felt I should pick more than one one and done player. And I only had Zion on the list so far. So I was like, who to me is the second most significant one and done? And Tyus is the name that, you know, popped into my head. So, yeah. Um, the one that's interesting, where did Sewell go? He went like middle of the pack, right? 
Uh, Sewell went 17th. Um, I had okay. him 25th on mine. So. I, so I didn't have him at all. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So maybe that's just a factor of like probably the time period I watched the least Duke basketball was like late 90s there. Just, you know, I, I know the team was amazing, but just some other stuff going on in my life, um, traveling a lot and things like that. So that might be a blind spot of mine, but. You know, you made a good argument for him, but yeah. So I didn't have Sewell, didn't have Ja, didn't have RJ, and didn't have Bagley. So mm. yeah, I didn't have RJ Oman. Mm. Yeah, pretty solid list, though. I think. I mean, um, I went by major awards too, like ACC Player of the like. We didn't put qualifiers AC- on it, right? Yeah, like yeah we tried right. to keep it open, and I think it be, it's it's definitely gets hard because the one and done guys, even if they have like really great individual seasons, like a Jabari Parker could have, you know, I could have made the argument for him and RJ or back all those jaw, but those they're so tied to team success. When I'm trying to think of a one and done, like it had to be Zion. That was just so crazy. Good. Right. To stand out the other ones like, well, if you made a final four or won a title as a freshman, then maybe you get the bump, but where did, where did Zion go on the, on the list? Or He's, we went fourth. You picked him fourth. Where did you uh-huh. have him, Raul? Because I had him 11th, which uh-huh. is low, but I mean, I go with retired jerseys first. So, you know. Yeah, I didn't I didn't number mine, but it looks like he's like 15th or something, 16th. Oh, wow. Yes, yeah, so yeah, I had him fourth yeah. on my list anyway, or third yeah, on my list. So. I guess I was just biased towards like full career. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. A little know, recency bias on my end too, I'm sure. Yeah, and I, I was kind of trying to – do the best to acknowledge my blind spots and pull some eighties guys and some, you know, yeah, you know, that's why I put people like Allery on the list. It's like, I don't really have any memory of Allery um, because yeah. I moved to Durham in 86 and it's like, that was the end of his career there. But um, yeah. we to discussed me, it just before. the way Zion did it too, though. Right. It wasn't right, yeah. just a 22 and nine. It was the way he got those 22. And nine. Yeah. You know, Efficiency that was the yeah. Was excitement. Just, yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. I think we discussed it before the podcast, but one guy who maybe gets a little disqualified but would have made the list uh, is Gene Banks because he yeah. was only he only played for two years for K. So, do you count him as a K player? K didn't recruit him. However, he's like eighth all time in points. I think he literally has exactly the same number of points as Jay Will. Yeah. Uh, so if you were kind of uh, expanding the category just a little bit more, I think he would have been like top 15. I probably would have put him like seventh or eighth on my yeah. probably. I probably would have put him right above Ferry or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't lot. count him because I just did K recruited players. That's right. how I kind of did it. But um, yeah, you know, I think it's a, a solid list. We'll put the, we'll put our like kind of official list in the show notes uh, for everyone. But um, so well, I guess before we kind of get out of here though, is there, you got something else for this, for the draft shoot? Uh, not for the draft necessarily, but you know um, we are recording it Sunday night. It's mother's day, you know, pop quiz. Who's your favorite Duke mother of all time. Uh, let's go with Raul first. I think, uh, are we all going to have the same answer here? Probably. I mean, go I'll, ahead and say I'll, I'll switch it up. If you start you know. with an S. <laughs> okay okay I, I know who i know who you guys are gonna say so i'm gonna i'm gonna be uh, i'm gonna swerve and i'll say debbie jones just because okay that's a good you know, pick. that's a great pick debbie jones brothers and yeah, a bunch of wins came from from that bloodline put it that way 
Okay, yeah, I like that one a little bit better than mine now, but I'll go with <laughs> Miss Curry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a good pick. Sonia was a nice one. Um, Shouts uh, to Ben Pye on that one. If you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll, I'll go some, I'll just go with a different one. Um, I'll go with the the new head coach's mom, you know, Miss Shire. She was, she was always there back in the day, oh. her and her husband, you know, mm-hmm. going hard for us. So, um, yeah. yeah. She also missed Plumley too. She gave us three, right? So. Yeah, you know. true. Yeah. I didn't think about that. <laughs> um, yeah. That's a good and, and, one. She, like and she married somebody named Perky. Yeah, Yeah, which is what a phenomenal name. You know, like what a great name. Um, Yeah, yeah, I like that one. Duke Moms. Happy Mother's Day to to all our moms out there for sure. Yep. Um, It's my wife's first one. So it was kind of cool, you know, to to celebrate that with her a little bit. But uh, yeah, I was going to say too, as not to go through each one of these guys, but if there was someone on here, maybe from this list or not, like who's your personal just favorite Duke player? Um, You know, if you just had to choose one, just maybe for who got you into it or just who's your kind of guy. Um, Shoot, I guess go ahead and give it yours first. I'm assuming it's going to be a lefty. I'm just curious which one it might be. No, I mean, really my favorite, and this is so it's like picking your favorite kid, right? Like it's, but I think it goes back to me, like being a kid and being the, uh, the player that I kind of looked up to my, when I was a kid starting to play basketball and, and that was Grant and, you know, Grant, and it was granting at Duke and then he became, you know, a, a huge thing in the NBA he was rookie of the year and all that stuff. And you had to have the felines, you had to have that sweet Pistons Jersey um, that they had back in the day. So uh, overall it's gotta be grant um, for me, but Bobby, it's like a one, a one B Bobby Hurley was also one of my first loves. I mean, that's a good period. Yeah. I like that. All right. Raul, you got a favorite. I'd say the player that got me into Duke basketball was Danny Ferry. Um, just because of the time period, I moved down here, you know, and he was the best player on those teams. But if I had to give like an under the radar shout out, maybe from around that same era, Phil Henderson, uh, rest in peace. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. for some reason, I connected with him as a little kid. I don't even remember what year he graduated, but it would have been kind of. Same, yeah, yeah, yes, sort of there. same time period as uh, Ferry there. Went to a couple Final Fours. Yeah, nice. I went a little bit further back. And I guess for me, it's it's almost kind of like I have to look at it in like phases of life almost, mm-hmm. right? Like if I think kind of early on, Shane was definitely that guy for me. Um, I guess I really would have to say JJ just because if you're kind of around my age. So if I was, I was in high school when JJ was going through Duke. And so you just kind of embrace that, like, <laughs> that's when I've really embraced the hate. Um, and, and so all this stuff that he's talked about on yeah. his podcast that he was doing, that's kind of, I was like, I was right there with you, man. Um, <laughs> So he was, he's probably the guy and I just love him so much as a media personality and the way he's like developed and changed. It's just weird to kind of be proud of someone. Right. But it's kind of like I've grown with grown up with him a little bit. So I I guess I would go with him. Um, Kyle Singler would be another guy I'd put on there, but I'll go JJ and I'll go Quinn cook as like a really strong two for me. Just, I couldn't say enough good things about Quinn. Just love everything about that kid. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll roll JJ on mine. A uh, little interesting, though. JJ, Phil Henderson, and then the little little Bobby Hurley Grant action there. That's a. I'm surprised nobody said uh, 
Daniel Ewing. I feel like when people always talk about uh, underrated Duke yeah. players, he comes up. Well, he's he's definitely my favorite underrated. Like if the kid just had so much swagger, you know, uh, Texas kid. I think he played high school with TJ Ford. Like I'd have loved to have seen some of those games, those two in a backcourt. Um, Such yeah. a pretty jump shot too. Yeah. Yeah, I really like Daniel. Yeah, that was a good, that'd be a good one too. So yeah, underrated guys are a little bit. I guess for me that would probably still hold up for Quinn. But um, yeah, I was a, a big Will Avery fan as a kid too. I was see that's why I did put trains on my list, man. That ninety eight, ninety nine, those two years just ruined me as a kid. I didn't think we could lose. I just you know you just don't even see that in sports, right? Like I'm playing t ball and coaches pitch, you don't lose. Well, um, we had dominated for you know most of that. You know, other than the, the we lost to Cincinnati Alaska. or something, I yeah, think. Yeah, right? Kenya Martin, Great Alaskan Shootout early on, November and then just, or something. Yeah, then we just rolled through everybody. But you know, and I was a I was a freshman in high school, and that one uh, that one broke my heart pretty good. Uh, I'd actually just painted my entire room Duke blue, and my mom was really mad. She's like, "Dark colors make your room look smaller." I'm like, "Yeah, but it's not actually smaller, right? It's still <laughs> the same size. I don't care what it looks like." Um, yeah, I mean that, but in hindsight, that UConn team was really loaded to, you know, that 99 UConn team had had some guys on it. So yeah, Rip Hamilton, man. Rip Hamilton, still yeah. in my head, I still hear it. Hamilton, yeah. Khalid El Amin, you know, some of these guys. So uh, glad we got that 2001 title because coming out of 98 and 99 with no titles is kind of rough when you think yeah. about it. Like, I think we went 31 and one in the ACC over two years because I think it was 15 and one followed by 16 and zero. So Oof. Yeah, that's tough. And you look at some of those Ken Palm numbers, if you're like me and you're kind of a Ken Palm nerd, yeah. some of the most dominant teams of all time. And, and we could have stolen 98, too, if we wouldn't have just gave up that, what was 17 points in eight minutes yep. to Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. Probably Nazi Muhammad. That. But, yeah. you know, what are you going to do? But, uh, yeah, so this was kind of fun. We thought we would just kind of, you know, mix it up a little bit, do something a little different. Um, got some good things coming up in the future that we're hoping to – hoping to get out there. It was kind of wild doing this and then thinking that, you know, a couple of years from now, we'll be doing a giant Shire top list of, of players, right? That's kind of, you know, maybe too early in the summer, not hot enough for that yet. But, uh, so yeah, we'll probably continue, you know, over the next two months over the off season to probably try to do about two or three a month is our plan. Um, so kind of keep, keep looking for that. In the meantime, I'd mentioned on the boards too, we're going to try to do kind of maybe a mailbag episode at some point, uh, maybe get John, Steve, maybe try to get Adam on for that. So, you know, email us at the devil's den pod at gmail.com. Uh, check us out at the boards on the devil's den.com. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, we'll get some actually warmer weather here in a little bit and happy mother's day to, to all the Duke fans out there, all the Duke moms out there. Uh, keep the, keep the faces strong in the verb. Ah, good Duke.